Good morning, good morning, beautiful people. Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to another beautiful day. It's another beautiful day. Every day is a beautiful day. Every every day is a beautiful day. <clears throat> Just got started off with a smile and tell yourself that this is going to be a beautiful day. And you you make it a beautiful day. So, you know, that you know, always make it a beautiful day. And, good, and, you know, the sun is shining, you know, in certain spots. You know, I'm here in Youngstown, you know, it's always uh, uh, so, so, so here. But, you know, it's been too bad. You know, it's been a beautiful day. And, I, you know, I really appreciate it because I got to go out and ride my bike. You know? mm -hmm. So that was a fun thing, too. You know, what's up, son? What up, pops? Um, I will say that today is definitely a beautiful day because it's like, it's not too hot, not too cold. Like, I can still sit outside with shorts on on the porch, you know, and just chill out. Um, and it's also not, you know, blazing hot to where I'm, you know, dripping sweat just from sitting there. So it is It is a nice day. Um, very, it, it's, it's, a, it's a day where you can do a lot of things involving movement, like we love to talk about, and you don't feel like you're going to die from the heat or the cold. It's a mild day, a mild day. So, yeah, um, today, oh, man, it's a lot. We are talking about why I left teaching. Uh, yes. Which is it's funny because you know, Pops, you and I, we talked about how it's going to be an episode all about me. But it's not. I mean, because you you were part of that decision to, to help me, you know, work through it and continue to get through it and, and you know, realize it's a great decision for me. Yeah. So it's not all about me, but it, it, is, no. it is primarily about me. So, no, it's about um, it's about your uh, uh it's about both of us, I feel like. You know, I do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Thinking about it and, you know, and going through it, it it's life. You know, so that's yeah. how I'll just leave with, lean with that. Lean in with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we'll talk about why I left, what I'm, you know, what I'm going to miss, obviously, and what I've missed about teaching and what I'm doing now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so... There's a lot of reasons why I left some big, some small, but some major reasons, like one, one reason I'll just jump into is um, in certain spaces, I felt like I really couldn't be honest with the kids. And um, for those that, you know, are listening and don't know, um, just to start all the way from the beginning, I have taught school, uh, elementary age kids for eight years, like this, my, this past year that I finished that I'm not starting this year. Um, I, I stopped teaching at year eight and I taught fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. At one point I taught second grade. I taught pre-K and I was wild. Um, <laughs> man, it was pre-K was interesting. Like I, I love the kids. Don't get me wrong. I just was like, I will never teach pre-K again. And it wasn't the kids. They weren't bad or anything. I just, I need them to have a certain level of independence and pre-K kids just didn't have it. It wasn't their fault. That's just where they are in their little lives. So I was just like, I'm going to wait till they get a little bit older so I can interact with them. <laughs> but yeah, I taught all those different grade levels. And I mean, I've coached uh, football, wrestling, track and field. Um, I mean, that's my resume, you know. But it wasn't, uh, I mean, I left because there were some times in some aspects I, I couldn't be honest, you know. Um, and Pops, we talk about honesty. Uh, I don't know, we haven't really talked about it too, too much on the show, on the podcast, but not because we don't, you know, agree with it. We just, that's, we haven't gotten to the episode yet. But um, yeah. honesty is so important because you got to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with others. And I think when you're honest with people, it's it's difficult. 
but it's necessary because when you're not honest and you have to like lie and lie and lie or cover up a lie and cover up like you just have, it, you just, it just keeps building and you got to yeah. keep track of all these things and i'm just like nah bro let me just tell y'all what it is and yeah. so i really felt like i couldn't be honest with the kids you know mm-hmm. so that was that was tough what were you gonna say so i was you know you know uh Kind of like, you know, did, didn't you, did you, you didn't think of that when you were going into the, the, the teaching profession? Uh, you, know, I, you know what? I, uh, I, I was always, I mean, you raised me, mom raised me, yeah. grandmas raised me, other people that were close to me raised me. You guys were always honest with us as kids. Yeah. So I don't think I never, I never thought about, you know, hey, I'm going to have to lie to kids. I mean, and that's not to say that I didn't, you know, tell little white lies here and there to protect them. Like, there are obvious things that I'm not going to necessarily share. Like, like yeah. things like, um, things that start, that I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to cover up myself so I don't say anything to hurt kids right now. Yeah. <laughs> but things that kids truly believe in that are fantasy and fun and lovable, great things. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't like boldly, you know, brutally honest about every little thing in life. Right. Yeah. But like, but like, if the kids are like, well, hey, Mr. Cross, why don't we get to do this anymore? I told them, you know, I, I can let them know those different things. So, like, one example is, you know, um, my fifth grade class this past year, who a great group of kids that I had last year and the year before, I moved up with them from fourth to fifth grade. They, I told them, hey, you're going to get more independence. You're going to get more responsibility. The more that you prove that you can have these freedoms, you're going to get them. And they were, yeah. they were earning it. So I was giving it to them, like, why would that's how you're supposed to do it, you know? At least yeah. that's how I felt about it. And so, um, at one point, some fifth grader, I don't know if it was one of mine or somebody else or whatever in a different class, um, some fifth grader in our school did something to destroy or hurt the bathroom. So every single fifth grade class, and we had 11 classes, every single fifth grade class got punished. Wow. And they had to all, like, they, we, we would send our kids to the bathroom indiv- individually. Like, you're in fifth grade. You got to go to the bathroom during math class. Go to, cl- go to restrooms or sign out. Go to the restroom, come back in, sign back in. Like, don't be gone for 10 minutes. You got like five something minutes. Walk down right. the hall. I mean, and maybe you just need a break from class. I get it. Like, do you? I'm not mad at that. You know, if you're gone for 20, 30 minutes, then we got a problem. But that's different. Right. You know, right. but they lost that privilege because. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. But they lost that privilege based on other people's, um, I guess, actions. And then, yeah. so then they, I told them, like, hey, guys, this is what's happening now. You're going to have this privilege taken away. Mr. Cross, you said if we did X, Y, and Z element OP, <laughs> we get these privileges and freedoms because we earn them by just doing what we're supposed to do. Now, like, why don't we have them? And I told them, point blank, straight up. Like, I showed, I was like, hey, here's what I, here's what I know. Let me read you the email from, you know, from our principals. So right. things like that, I wasn't really able to do. Like, I got, yeah. I'm not going to say I got in trouble for them per se. Like, I didn't get written up or anything, but it was like frowned upon. And I'm like, yeah. I can't be honest with the kids and just tell them what it is. Like, that's not okay for me. Right, right. So that, that yeah. Like, so I, I think I, go ahead. What were you going to say? Those are just like, uh, just, you know, because they, they say it's, it's certain things that you can't, you say and you can't say with your children, but that's mm-hmm. something that you can. It, 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 mm-hmm. it, it, it involves them. And, you know, and it's, it's something, you know, that, you know, okay, it's not too bad to know this is why this is happening. You mm-hmm. know, it's because, some kid down the hall did something and you know it is you know he did and he was in you guys great so it affected you all so it's or you know you could use it as an example this is how you know some things happen in the world you know yep. uh, like when certain things happen to one individual person you know you're you connected to some 
some social or, or a project or anything that you could probably work it into, you know, you try and do that, but, you know, but, uh, you don't keep it from them, you know, stuff, right. stuff like that. Cause it's, cause it, it, it directly, uh, touched them as, yes. as fifth graders. So I was like, all of us getting punished for this, you know, right. That, and that's why they, that's why the adults didn't want the kids to know that because the kids mm -hmm. would realize all of us are, are getting punished for what one person did or what yeah. these couple people did. Exactly, and like, and then, and then, uh, this last thing I'll say about it, and I'll move on. It like just thinking about that example, and there are many, many others. Like, don't get me wrong, this is not the one thing, but this is just it's just a very concrete, simple, easy example. You know, like everybody knows that they have privilege to go to the restroom, right? So that's like, yeah. come on now. Um, but another thought on that is. It was in the boys' restroom, and even the girls were getting punished for it. Wow. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me, because it wasn't in the girls' restroom. So it was just, I don't know, it was just, we don't know how to solve this problem, except to do it this way. And I was like, well, what if, and I even gave her the suggestion, like, what if you do this, do this, do this, do this, do this? And even the kids were like, well, Mr. Cross, what if we did it a different way? And I'm like, what do you have as suggestions? I'll bring them up. And, they, and I let them do that. Why not? Yeah. So. Makes it a democracy. Yeah, and that's, that's how my classroom worked. That's why I say you can work it into, to, to you know, common sense, common you know, common life things. You know. Yeah. This is how democracy works. Really, you Absolutely. Know. Let's see, you know, let's see if we can talk about this and you know, okay, all right, you all, you all, you guys feel like this, you know, then you bring it to me, and I bring it to the principal or something, you know, just like you said, and just and sometimes democracy does just you know they just shoot it down you know? right, or, exactly. or they only give you limited time to to, to speak your piece you know you're yeah. like, all right mr cross you got five minutes to, you know or, yeah. or two minutes you know you know depending on the importance or what they get what they feel is important mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, but that's yeah. how it is uh. exactly yeah <laughs> And so, you know, like I said, with the first point, I just felt like I couldn't be honest. That's one reason why I felt like I couldn't be, you know, that I'm that I'm done teaching. Um, another reason is I was told to be vulnerable and I was told to be myself, which are kind of two different reasons. But I'll I'll, I'll just kind of put them together. But I was told to be vulnerable and told to be myself. But then I ultimately felt as though I was punished for it. Right. And so, like, an example is. um uh, you're when you're at your job, you don't agree with everybody, and I understand that, and I get that. But there was um, there were a few teachers that I, I've you know I bumped heads with, and I tried to resolve the situations. I even worked with the administration um, to you know mediate and, and and resolve these situations, um, so that we you know we don't have to be best friends. But like, why is there animosity? Like I was I wasn't okay with that. And I was like, we need to be better at this. And I was even told by my administration that I was put on the fifth grade team to um, promote and spread the positivity that I have and to spread that energy that I have. That was one of the reasons that I was put on the fifth grade team. Um, and so then, you know, as I tried to cultivate that and do that in different ways, uh, a few particular individuals were, you know, they, 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 they didn't like it. They didn't want it. They weren't accepting of it, which I'm like, okay, I mean, you don't have to, but this is what, this is how I work. And then I eventually got to a point to where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to continue to try to push and push and push and make things work with this person when clearly they don't want to. And every everything I try, they're resistant to. And so um, there were different situations that happened. And I was open with my uh, administration, my principal and assistant principal. Uh, and I let them know, like, hey, if this were to happen, I, I was like, I felt like, I told them that I felt like 
this person who was a white woman, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not using names. This person was a white woman that was, you know, that I had this, these issues with. I was like, if this, if that was me as a black man doing what she did as a white woman, I would, I was like, I just feel as though there would be a lot of consequences for me. Whereas for her, it's just, it's okay. She's been here for a while. Um, that's just the way she is. And mm -hmm. like, she, like she openly, like, like they offered like, Hey, there's this issue going on between you two. Let's have a mediation. Like they offered that. And they were like, Hey, are you open to that? I was like, I was like, look, it's gonna be, I'm uncomfortable with it because I know it's not going to be a comfortable conversation, but I'm open to it. That was the first time they asked me. They told me they asked her three times and she said no every time. Mm. I'm like, that's unacceptable to me as a professional. Like yeah. not just as adults, but like as professionals, we're both working together. We both work on the same team. Matter of fact, we're both working in the same school in the same profession. And you're yeah. not willing to come to terms to have a conversation with me to mediate. That's a problem for me. Like that's not okay. And so right. I let them know how I felt like me as a black, like, so this is, this is the vulnerability part. I was like, Hey, you know, I just feel like as a black man, I couldn't do those things. And I feel like as a black man and as a black, as a black person in this school, I felt, you know, that there are certain things that I've done and said that are being used against me in different ways. I'm not saying like I'm in trouble or anything, but ultimately, like, I feel like these are things that um, me being me and me being vulnerable and open about how I feel is actually hurting me. And yeah. they're like, well, no, 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 no. I have nothing to do yeah. with race and these are and I'm like, yeah, but. And so, I mean, I could go on and on about the vulnerability piece, right? But, yeah. um, about how I did that and then I felt like I was punished. Um, but about being myself and they encouraged me, like, we want you to have that energy. We want you to be, you know, Ira Cross and we want you to do all these things and, and, and push and promote the kids and these different things. What I think they, what I think they were thinking was that I'm just a cheerleader but I okay. encourage my students to ultimately be the best version of themselves and also to think for themselves and also to critically think. And that means challenging things that you don't want to accept and then right. making people explain why they're doing certain things. Right. I did that intentionally. That's how you should be as an American. Yes. As an you know adult. what I mean? <laughs> as an adult, period. Like as yeah. a free human being. That's what makes you a good oh, voter. <laughs> exactly. That's what makes you a true citizen. Challenge yeah, these yeah. things. And I encourage my kids, challenge me. If I'm doing something that you think isn't fair or isn't right, right. call me. Mr. Cross, that's not fair. Okay, explain why. Why is that not fair? Yes. And then break it down to me. Like, let me know what's up. And I'll tell you, and I'll, and I'll challenge you back. I'll let you know why I feel like it is fair. Or, or here's a crazy thing. I'll admit if I'm wrong. Right. right. <laughs> and I did that with my students. And that's why I had a great relationship with every single student. And what's crazy is the fifth grade class as a whole, Matter of fact, I could probably say most of the school, most of the kids that were in my school knew who I was and saw me as a very positive person and saw me as like the cool teacher. Like, man, Mr. Cross, I want you next year. Like that, that's who I was as a teacher. Yes. And it wasn't, it wasn't just because I was like a really nice guy who let the kids do whatever they want. On the contrary, <laughs> I didn't just let them do what they wanted. There were rules in place and they, it was funny as they made those rules and I made them adhere to the rules that they made based upon what they felt was necessary. Right. And they, they made they made rules and, and guidelines for themselves that made sense and were in they were congruent with the school rules. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the things that we did. So it was just it was hard to be in a place where I was encouraged to be myself and then punished for it. I was encouraged to be vulnerable and then felt as though I was punished for it. You know, um, I was going to say something else, but it's just it was a lot. It was like um, it's like one of my one of the quotes that I always go back to when I feel uncomfortable in a situation, because I don't just get uncomfortable. It takes a lot for me to be uncomfortable in a yeah. negative way. Like there's discomfort for growth 
but this there's discomfort for negativity too. And so it was, uh, the quote is, um, go to where you're celebrated, not to where you're tolerated. Right. And I really felt as though in a lot of aspects, I was, I was very much tolerated by a lot of people. And I don't want that. I want people to be excited to be around me. I want yeah. people to, to light up when they see me. Exactly. I want people to be like, yo, Ira, oh my God, this one thing, yo, yo, we got to get to it. Like if I'm at work, hey man, you're at work, do, do, do. Remember that project we were working on? All right, we got to do this, we're going to get this. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, let's get it. Oh, every, that's not what I'm saying. But like to be excited to be around somebody or just like a genuine like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? That's simple. And I wasn't yeah. getting that. <laughs> right. I really wasn't, you know, and that and that hurts. It sucks to to look back and know that that's what I was going through. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting thing. So moving on, um, another reason why I left teaching is that I'm not a politician. And in education, for those that don't know, politicians in politics rule education. And I don't mean your Nancy Pelosi's, your people, you know, in Washington D.C. I mean, people make education within the people that are directly involved with it on your local level, make it political. And I only say that because I only say that based upon what I've been through. And I've been in different types of schools. I've worked in public schools, charter schools, and I've worked in private independent schools. That's a pretty decent gambit. I'm just saying. I got a pretty good realm of an understanding of what education looks like based upon that experience. And so when I say that I'm not a politician, in politician po po politics rules education. I'm not a politician because I'm here for the kids and for their families, right? I'm here to serve them and take care of them. That's what I was there in, in education for. I was there to empower people to empower themselves. None of that is po is political. None of it. it. It's the entire intention behind me doing what I do is to make people better. And I'm not playing any games with people to gain power. That's what I mean by I'm not a politician. Yeah, you were empowering. You were giving the kids exactly. power, showing them that they have power. Exactly. That's what it sounds that, like to me. Yeah. No, it, it, that's no. You're absolutely 100 percent correct, and you know that. I mean, you you perhaps yeah. you know that well because we've had conversations, both negative and positive, um, yes. about me, my students, my classroom, my parents, things like that, intentionally. And you know that every most of those conversations, no, every conversation was based around me empowering or giving power to my students or or having some challenge in figuring out how to get them where they needed to be. It was right. always that. It was never, how can I get over on this person? Or this person is making me upset, so I need to work to get rid of them. It was never any of that. And I've been right. in situations in schools where I felt as though people were getting rid of me or tried to get rid of me. And so I just left. Like, right. I'm like, I, do you want me gone? Right. I don't want to be here. <laughs> nah, it's not that deep. Actually, it's not. So, you know, it's just, why would I want to be somewhere where I'm clearly not wanted? Right. And so that's why I say I'm not a politician. I'm not about to fight you for power. You have the power in this situation, you can have it. It's not that deep. It isn't. And what sucks in that is that the kids lose out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because they, they always, my, my main thing is they always be uh, speaking about that they need a, a male teacher and more male mm -hmm. teachers. And 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 at the at the most, even more male black teachers, and, right? And and the actual aspect of it, you know, it's it's a, a woman dominated thing, and, and yeah, it's sad because they need more men teachers, but mm -hmm. they at the same time they chase them away. That's what it sounds like, you know? yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what it seems like. I, you know, even with my social work degree, 
You know, yeah. when I went to school, it was very few men going to school yeah. for social work. And if they were going to school for social work, it was in a more uh, professional type thing. And, and, you know, and they weren't more, you know, community driven or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, it was more like front you know, lines. They weren't front yeah. lines. They yeah. Weren't, yeah, they weren't front lines right there in the uh, <clears throat> right there in the, in the in the heart of everything, you know. Uh, but it's just a it's a it's 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 always it doesn't seem like it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a female dominated thing, and and you might not think that you're pushing other people out, but I don't know the way the way women fight for their jobs, and I would say <laughs> people, period, you know, especially yeah. nowadays, but yeah. For sure, the way people fight for their jobs is just uh, sometimes it'd be unnecessary. You know? Right, right. If you're doing a good job, you know you should be praised for it, not punished for it. Dude, that's that's another thing. It sounds absolutely, like. yeah. You know, yeah. It shows in your like your students. You say you know, it shows in your students and in their grades and and, mm -hmm. and their uh, and their their thoughts of you as a teacher. You know? Yeah. You know and how you know. It, do they have any problems with you or, you know, every student comes out of the class with a smile and everything, you know, right. Your teaching sounds like life lessons and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yep. You know, it's how to be adults when, uh, how to be nice children and adults when they come yeah. out of the classroom. You know? Exactly. And take care of each other as well as take care of yourself. Right. You know, like that's, those are things that I taught. And it's funny because like, it's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, that I would work to kind of make them uh, like better in, in terms of like just life lessons, not just not just math, science, social studies, but not just those subjects, because I've had parents who throughout the year, they were like, we so appreciate you teaching our students life lessons. Like they like parents made sure they went out of their way to tell me those things. And that kind of leads, you know what, that kind of leads into my last point. Um, that I'm going to mention. Like I said, there's so many other things or reasons why I quit, but um, like I could go on and on about the money part, right? That's that's the easy thing to see, but I'm not even going to get into that. But like, you know, like, like I was saying, parents mentioned that, you know, I gave out life lessons. And so the last reason that I quit is that collegiality meant more to my district that I left than relationships. Um, so I made great relationships with my students. I taught them life lessons and their parents noticed that too. Their families noticed that too, right? I taught, you know, I, I did a great job of teaching them these different subjects. I mean, at one point during, and at a few different points, actually, throughout the school year, I had the highest test scores. We, I mean, we, we, we did testing. Um, I tested my students every single week. And it got to the point to where it wasn't like it was a test. I would just tell them, I was like, guys, this is just a check to see what you know. And also it gives you an opportunity to raise your grades up, right? Who's worried about grades? They all raise their hand. I'm like, did I raise my hand? They're like, no, because you don't care about grades, Mr. Cross. You care to be learning the material. I'm like, there you go. That's it. Because like, if, like, if you don't pass the test, what's going to happen? We can take it again to make sure we understand what we missed and we can move forward and actually get a better grade. I'm like, boom. I don't care about you getting good grades. I care about you as a person. Therefore, I care about the relationship between me and you and you and the rest of the world. That's what I care about. So that's why I was cultivating relationships so well. I did it on purpose. It was intentional. And what's crazy is that um, for those that don't know, teachers do get um, they do get uh, analyzed and, and they do get, well, I'm going blank on the word. They get um, evaluated. They get evaluated um, every so often throughout the year, you know, different points in the year by their principal, assistant principal, whatever administrator um, in their building. And so my principal and I, we had meetings. And he, one of the things that he told me is that 
I one of the like highest marks I get is building relationships with my students and delivery of uh, content in my classroom. So I would like to say as a teacher, what else am I supposed to do, homie? Right. You know, like, and I, I get, uh, there are other aspects. I get that. I'm not stupid. I would be ignorant to say that there are, those are the only two important pieces. They're not, but they're the most important. Yeah. So when you're yeah. teaching my child, you know, that, that type of thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm not a parent, so I can't speak for parents, but I feel like I know enough parents that are good, bad, and different, whatever, that I feel like those things are pretty high on the list. So when I say collegiality, for those that, that may not understand when I say that, uh, collegiality meant more to my district than uh, relationships. I was praised on having great relationships. And then going back to what I said before, I was being vulnerable and I mentioned those other teachers. Like I got, I literally in my evaluations, I went from, uh, there's different levels of teaching. So I, let's just say that I got a B, like as terms of grades, um, I got a B grade at the beginning of the year and then two other times throughout the year, I got like a D minus. Wow. So I'm just, I'm just saying that in terms of grades, everybody understands that's not actually how they go, but like, you know, does that make sense? Pops? Like a D yeah. minus from a B to a D minus. Yeah. And you know, the thing that, the thing that docked me the most, it was literally a category called collegiality, working with other colleagues. Mm. And I was just like, and, and here's the thing. If you, if you've been listening to this podcast, I mentioned how I worked with my administration Literally, I sought them out to say, hey, how can I make this better in these relationships? And I got docked for it. I was like, so I, and I even let them know, like, in my vulnerability, I was like, I don't think it's fair that I get, quote, this D minus grade. I get this rating as a teacher based upon how someone else feels and works with me. I've been putting in the work and I work well with these other teachers and I work across grade levels. So why is it that I'm getting docked for this? And they were like, we understand it's a two-way street, but, and I'm like, yo, word. I'm like, okay, fine. It's fine. Right. So I was just like, I'm like, all right, whatever. This is, this is, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing a great job. I know that I am doing exactly what I plan to do in terms of my goals for my students and their goals for themselves. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um. So yeah, those are, those are some of the reasons. So just recapping for anybody, like I just, I felt like I couldn't be honest. Um, I was told to be vulnerable. I was told to be honest and then encouraged to be myself. And I really felt like I was punished for that. And collegiality just meant a lot more, right? You know, being that literally that category collegiality meant more than building relationships. And what was the last thing? With the children. I'm not a politician. Build relationships with your with the with the children. Well, the, it wasn't just with them. It was with with families too that I built great relationships with. Yeah, you know? with the families. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like I was saying, the last thing, I'm not a politician. <laughs> I'm just that's not. What I, and that's what I was going to say. It sounded like there was a lot of politics in there. Oh, my gosh. Stuff. Like, you got to be part of the family type thing. You know, but, you know like, uh, like uh, you got to be part of the in crowd that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and I don't, I've never been one to say, like, I've never conformed just for the sake of conforming. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, why? And people don't like that. Like, and to, to going, going back to the point of being a politician, a lot of people don't like change because they view change as an unknown or a challenge to deal with that they don't have to. Like, well, why would we change when this is working? I'm like, it's working for you. And and knowing, knowing some of the situations, it felt like the people that brought you in wanted change 
But yes. once you bring in a change and the other people didn't, and there were so many people that didn't like it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that, and then they weren't stopping the people that didn't like it from yes. messing with you, you know, or mm-hmm. from, from, you know, hating on you or anything. So, yeah, and, and they, it felt like that. And then once, once they seen, once whoever hired you got you in, it was like, oh man, uh, sorry, Mr. Cross, we're going to have to let you go or, or, or they ain't right. going to encourage you to stay when you, when you feel like you're being uh, bullied on or any type of way, because, you know, so anybody who works at a job or knows their people, they know when a new person comes in that they're not going to, they're either going to get treated with, you know, with gentle hands or they're going to be, be treated with rough hands depending on what type of employees they have so, mm-hmm. so you know if you know your employees these people that you hire or have been working for you for years you know, right you know your people you know you know what's going on or you should know right you should yeah you should have a temperature on it you know yeah you should always know the temperature i've i've um i've developed this thought process that as a leader you should always know the temperature of the space that you're in and if you don't know the temperature of the space that you're in, you don't have good enough relationships with the people that you're leading. Right, right. You that's just don't. The, yes, that's the truth. Yeah. Yes, and that takes work. That takes effort. Like I, something that I did with my students, and then I'll move, and then we'll move on to what I miss about teaching. Um, but something that I, I miss or that I um, did with my students, not every day, but very often, is I called it the two by two, and it was always it was always different. But I, I did two by two because you would get um, I would I would go two minutes and you would get to share two topics right in that two minutes. But I always let them go more and I always let them say more than two. Just because I'm like, if they're in a conversation sharing thoughts, I'm not going to cut you off, right. right? And if once they stop a thought, I'll be like, all right, I know you want to share another thought, but I got to move on so I can go talk to Jim. I need to talk to Jim too because Jim was telling me about how his big sister is supposed to be going to Tennessee for something that's crazy, right? And so like and with, with just that example, it one, it shows that I care about this person but I also care about the other person. I know I care about all of them. It also shows that I remembered not just what they were talking about, but what the next person's talking about. Yeah. Because that's how you build relationships. You show people you care because you know what's going on in their lives. Yeah. I did that on purpose. It was intentional. Yeah. And I told the kids that. I'm like, guys, I'm doing this to get to know you so you can share with me who you are. If you're not comfortable doing that, you do not. This is You don't have to do it at all. We can just sit there and look at each other for two minutes. Right. But I promise you, you're going to break before me because I can be weird. Right. And they just, you know, they, they're kids, so they laugh about it. I think it's funny. And, I, and there were some kids that were super shy and I'm not going to make you talk. You do you. I'm not going to make you talk. And I'll never make a kid apologize. Never. I will never make a person apologize. You apologize because you genuinely feel remorse for whatever you did or said. Boom. It's yeah. that simple. If you don't want to apologize and the other person is mad because I'm not making them apologize. I'm like, you should be mad at me for making him apologize because that gives you a phony apology. Yeah. So anyways, let me get off my high horse for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so Things that I will miss about teaching that I have cried about already throughout this summer, that I have been upset about, that I've been excited about, that I've been happy, happy tears, mad tears, all these different emotions. But the things, the number one thing I'll miss is so obvious. The kids, like, duh. Like, that's why I did it. I wasn't teaching for the kids. I wasn't in teaching for the paycheck, obviously. I wasn't in teaching to gain political power. I wasn't, I mean, I'll be honest. I did have this plan in my head when I graduated from college. Like, all right, I'm going to graduate from college. I'm going to teach for a few years. I'm going to get my master's degree, maybe get my doctorate. I'm in education. And I'm going to become an assistant principal, principal, and then eventually superintendent of a school. That was my thought process. My first year of teaching, matter of fact, it was probably like my first few weeks of teaching. I was like, 
absolutely not. We are changing this plan right now, Mr. Cross. Because yeah. I saw what principles were going through, and so I'm like, no, no. And in that moment, I was I still wanted to very much be in teaching. Like, don't don't get it twisted. I wanted that for sure. But I just knew my path had to change. And it did. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we are not doing the principal route. That is not what we want. We can be leaders in a different way. And so I did. I changed things up. Um, but the kids are something that I definitely miss. Um, so kids in my neighborhood, I actually saw a kid today. I was just sitting on the computer, just kind of writing some notes up for some different things. Um, and a kid walked by. He was like, hey, I like your computer. I was like, thanks, bro. I appreciate that, man. He was like, oh, you, you want your own snacks? I loved that moment. He was just walking by, talking to me. It was just a good moment. Just a kid, just being a kid with his homie. He was just like, you got snacks? I was like, not today. He's like, well, not today? We can come back? I was like, if you live in the neighborhood, come back through. Mine might have some snacks. If not, we can still chat it up. What's up? He was like, all right, bet, bet. I was like, but you got to get home. Be safe, bro. Don't talk to strangers. He was like, you're not a stranger. you in the neighborhood. I was like, okay, all right, okay. So, you know, that was such like a great moment that I missed because it was just, it was a kid being a kid. Yeah. Um, And it was just, I just missed those moments because it's funny because people call me, they call me and they call you pops, just big kids. Which yeah. is true. Like, I'm just me being myself. And it's sad that people lose that. And being yeah. around kids, it makes me very confused as to why people lose it. Like, I get why people lose it. You know, you get wrapped up in your own whatever. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm not losing that aspect of myself. I'm always going to be a kid at heart, period. Right. Um, right. Just why? Why lose it? That's, there's so much positivity in just that statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so much. Um are you gonna say something? Go ahead, Pops. No, yeah, I was gonna say your your body gets. You know, I came up with the conclusion: your body gets older, not your mind. You know, yeah, you know, that's that's the whole thing with it. You know, so it's just you know because your mind can go on for centuries. You know, mm-hmm. if if you thought it, if you had the right thought process, you know, and uh, and the positivity, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, <laughs> your mind can go on forever. You know. But uh, your it's, it's your body, your body is just your body break down. Yeah, you know, that's why. <laughs> yeah, it's breaking down every day. <laughs> you going through change whether you want to or not. <laughs> right, exactly. No matter what yeah. time, it's like okay, it's time to change. <laughs> right, exactly, so, exactly. Uh, no matter so, what change, yeah, you gotta accept it. You know, and there's you know, and that's the thing with you know going through your from a teacher to you know their next endeavor. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so going off of that, I'm also gonna miss the laughs, man. Like my students were funny, yo. They would have yeah. me like I would have them cracking up, they would have me cracking up. We would just we'd be in class having a really, really good time. Like I just like looking back, I just I'm thinking of just some of the laughs and the smiles and the fun that these and just the faces lit up with and without masks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just it was just so many really good moments of just joy that my class had with me, with each other. And, and they were weird, goofy, awesome kids. And I encouraged them to be weird, goofy, awesome kids. And I told them when they leave my classroom to be weird, goofy, awesome kids and don't ever let anybody change that. So right. it's just as amazing to just see the, the love and joy that they had in classroom, in the classroom with me, with each other. Um, another thing that I'm definitely going to miss is that like aha moment. You know, like, like, or like if, if I taught it and then they're working on it on their own and they struggle and they struggle and they struggle and then they get it. And they're like, Mr. Cross, I'm like, Jesus Christ, what? I, I, let, let me show you something real quick. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. What's up? They show me, they do it right like this, right? Yeah. I'm like, Let's go. Like, and they just get excited because they understand what's going on. Right? It's a breakthrough. Yeah. 
It's a breakthrough. And then with that, like that, that directly leads to the next thing, which is growth, right? Like I'm going to miss seeing students grow. And I don't just mean physically. I mean, in who they are as people, right? Like physically, that's easy to see. Like I can be like, oh my God, like that's one of the first things you see. You haven't seen a kid in a while. And they're, you know, last time you saw them, they were six and now they're 10. I'm like, man, yeah. you, you sprouted it. You know? So that's the easy thing. I'm definitely going to be like, I'm, I'm going to enjoy seeing that as I like look on social media and see different things that some, some of the parents that I follow, you know, see those things and maybe go to graduation eventually too, for some of the kids that I've taught. And I've gone to graduation for some of the kids that I've taught, which is wild. Um, but that growth in who they are as people, right. To see a kid who, you know, at the beginning of the year really struggled to understand why it's important to, to listen to others before you start sharing your thought. And then at the end of the year, they are genuinely excited to listen to another person, right? To be able to watch a kid who really struggles to share their thoughts. And I know that they have great thoughts. To the end of the year, they're encouraging other people to share their thoughts as well as their own. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Just that growth is so great to be able to see and witness. And and what's cool is like we've, you and I mentioned this before in the podcast, to celebrate them they do, when they do that. And let them yeah. know how proud I am of them, both publicly and privately and secretly. Like, it's just amazing to be able to see those things and be able to celebrate those things, too. It just it just is. So, yeah. Yeah. So those are all reasons, you know, that I the things I'll miss about teaching the kids, the aha moments, the laughs, the growth. I really will. But what am I doing now? So many people have been like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I'm going to keep some of it close to chest. I'm not going to share everything because it's going to fly like I always am. But um, one thing that, you know, Pops, you and I have talked about it and you brought it up as something as, as, as in different ways. Um, I'm acting and I'm modeling, um, mostly commercial acting and mostly commercial modeling, but I'm acting and modeling and it's, it's enjoyable. I love it. Um, it's something that I definitely do for me. And it's like I was saying in that quote earlier, you know, um, go to where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And I feel celebrated by so many different people. And I feel excited to be a part of every project that I'm in when I do acting and modeling things. Um, and I'm making some money doing it. So that's, you know, that's, that's important too. Um, and there's other things that I'm working on that, like I said, I'm going to keep close to the chest. Um, and I have good people around me and all the things that I'm working on and doing. So I'm happy about that. Um, I got to say, Pops, I appreciate your support so very much in all of it, where, you know, the laughs, the serious conversations through all of this, the, you know, the reason as to why I should leave teaching, like you have been such a solid rock in all of it and supportive in me moving forward into acting and modeling and other endeavors that you know about that I'm, like I said, no offense to anyone. I'm just going to keep it close to the chest. And I feel like sometimes that's necessary. You don't need to tell everybody your next move right you know right. like yeah like those that need to know know and those that don't no offense right yeah take it how you want it but i i going back to what i'm saying i, I truly appreciate your support because um you've just been there and made it mentally for me an easier transition like both emotionally through tears <laughs> and yeah. and and also encouraging like you got this you know, and, and also in celebrating different moments, like it's been so nice to have you and others. There, there are others, but obviously I mentioned you because our listeners know you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just got to say thank you for all of that. Um, no problem. You know, that's, you know, that's what 
being a pops, you know, or father, that's what it is. You know, that's what being with being there for your son, you know, being there for your daughter when they need you, you know. That that you know, you know, moms are I, I believe are, you know, more sensitive and dads mm-hmm. are more all right, what do, what do you need me to help you with, you know, yeah. I got you, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, and that's where I, I feel like I try and be as supportive as I can, you know, like, you know, I got you, you know, if you need any assistance, right. you, know, you, you know, I got your back, right? And, yep. and physical or mental, you know, you know, type yeah. thing, you know, whether I need, you need a, a good talk or, you know, you know, you need to, even the sensitive side coming from dad, you know, mm-hmm. but, it, but it's, but it's a dad sensitive, you know, it's not, yeah, mom, it's you know, mom and dad sensitive is different. Yeah. So very much. Yeah. But yeah. But, um, just even being there for that, you know, or just holding your back, you know, all right, I got your back, you know, keep it moving, bro. You know, keep it moving. You, gotta keep, you can't <laughs> stop. You got to keep it going. Yep. You know, <laughs> and you know, you know, hearing it from dad is different than hearing it from somebody else. Like, all right, you, yes. know, you're slacking, you know, hearing it from yes. dad is like, all right, dang it. Yes. He know me. Yep. He knows me. <laughs> yep. He does <laughs> exactly. And then yep. somebody just like, oh man, you just slacking. You're like, man, you might. Get man, yeah, not even care. You exactly. So. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's funny too, because like you, you mentioned, like you know, you you, you say keep it moving, keep them going forward. That's something we've talked about before, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about you know, hey, keep moving. And we're not saying just push through everything with no emotion. That's not what we're saying. Don't get that twisted. What we're saying is. Like you, like you, you essentially were like, "Hey, you losing focus, focus again, yeah. Yeah. losing focus." I'm like, "Damn, you're right." <laughs> Every time, yep, you're right. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, I'm losing focus. You're losing focus again. Stay, stick with it. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I so appreciate that from you because it's necessary. I, I need that, um, just as a person, but also just from you as my father. I need that. Yeah. So, we might have to do an episode on why you became a social worker, pops. We might have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do it. This is a good one. People yeah. got some good info from me on this. <laughs> real big peak into my life. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, for those that are listening, you know, if you stuck it out through this whole episode, this is one of our longer ones again. But yeah. I felt like, I mean, we both we both talked about this. We knew it'd be a long episode just because of the the uh, the topic itself and how education now is it's a hot topic people are there there's a huge teacher shortage and yeah. if you had no reason why i hope i enlightened you like yeah. and it, i'm not the only one that feels these things um right. as to why i left teaching i'm not i know i'm not because i've had a, i've had conversations with teachers who have left teaching who are still teaching and they feel the same thing like yeah no i hear you i feel you on that one yep i totally agree it is that it is this these are the things these are these problems so i hope that me sharing these things makes education better. I truly do. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Like I have no animosity toward anybody or any teacher or any administrator. I don't have any problems with anybody. I'm moving forward. You know, I got to keep, I got other things on my mind that I, and goals I need to accomplish. Um, so I have no animosity toward anybody, but I truly hope that this is something that makes education better. If you're hearing this and you have some power of any kind to make education better, if you're a principal, a superintendent, a teacher, a parent, a mom, dad, grandma who has kids, you know, that are in school, grandkids in school, you have power to make the education system better, right? If you feel like, man, Iris shouldn't have gone through those things. Well, what can you do to make it better? You know, you have a perspective that I don't have. Like I, I did what I thought I could do to make education better. 
And now I've stepped away from it because it's no longer serving me. And at the end yeah. of the day, no, if, I mean, if people are like, oh, you have to be, you know, a servant leader as a teacher. I was every step of the way. And it was draining me and, and, and pulling me away from the person that I wanted to be. Yeah. I wasn't as positive as I wanted to be all the time. Right. Right. And that's not okay for me because you and I are positivity ambassadors. We push this. Right. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, yes. how, what? Right. So I got to take care of me and be myself. That doesn't mean I neglect my students far from it. I put everything into my students all the time, every single time. And they knew it and they appreciated it. So, yeah. So if you can do something to make teaching and education better, go do it. Get off your butt. Don't complain. Don't whine that all these yeah. teachers are quitting and they're doing all these. Don't do that. Get yeah. off your butt and go do something. That's about part it. of the community. Being part of your community. Exactly. People always exactly. want to complain, but don't want to put in the work. When you live yes. in an area, and even in even your city, but you know, I try and do my city because you know I know a, a lot more. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. know more how to do it. But you know, just in your own community, get out there. Yes. You, there's always some kind of community center, some kind of uh, uh, use something nearby that you can put in some kind of positive yep. work around your community, or even mm -hmm. just walking around your own neighborhood, just to make sure that you know, just to see what's going on, so you can see. And there's always some kind of block watch you know, yep. uh, uh, neighborhood association or something yep. to get associated with and yep. they talk about stuff every month uh, you know every, mm -hmm. or every you know you got to look into your into the your city uh, city hall paper stuff and you know all the di different districts that you may have or uh, what do we have uh, wards we have seven wards yeah. here mm -hmm. you know you look into your ward there's always some kind of uh uh, block watch, like I said, or neighborhood association to, that you can get connected to, and they get mm -hmm. things done. You know, yeah. then like why this street get done, and my why my street didn't get done. It's right. because <laughs> of these neighborhood associations or block watches, whatever they want to call them. You know, because they're talking to the council people, or you know, or the mayor, whoever is you know in charge at that time. Right, they're talking to these people directly. You know, mm -hmm. and that's all you need to do too. Get get connected. So go get your go get your words spoke out. You know what's going on in your neighborhood. Right. That's how things get done. You know? Exactly. You know, part of that is just, you know just communicating. Everybody needs to do their part. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to go to board meetings and stuff like like school board meetings. They don't want to go to them because they're boring or whatever. Well, you go and you make it more entertaining. Right. Quote unquote. You know, and I don't mean right. go and cause a problem or anything, but like. You, you want to know what's going on and why why these things are happening? You And you were mentioning, side note, you were mentioning how there are different things that people can do to make their community better, right? If you want to specifically focus on schools, vote for the school levy. Yeah. I, really? It's that simple. That's that's a quick little check when you're voting. Vote for your school levy if you want the school systems to be better. And then if you're like, hey, I voted for the school levy to be better and I don't think it's getting any better, be vocal. Yes. And, and people can be like, well, I don't think, you know, if I'm if I don't have kids, I shouldn't be saying anything. Why? You're you have taxes that are paying for the school to help take care of it. And you voted for the levy. You have a say. Yes. You better get off your shoulders and go do something <laughs> like, <laughs> like what you're talking about. You better believe there's a school like where I live right now. There's a school right across the street from me. If I see any crazy, ridiculous stuff happening just because I, I, who I am as a person and I am a former teacher, I'm going to say something. I'm right. going to be like. I'm going to be like, yo, why y'all let the kids do this? I don't know. And, and I'll say yeah. it out of concern. It won't be out of disdain, yeah. you know? So uh, the point of all of that and, and us sharing those thoughts passionately, both of us, is get involved with your community, right? Show that you care about people if you're upset about something. 
That's what you should right. do. We live in this country where we're, where we're able to do so many wonderful things with our voice, with our actions. Yes. So do it. Like, get up and go do it. Yes. So I, I don't teach anymore. So what am I doing? I'm sharing what my experience was in education. And I'm still impacting the lives of kids in a lot of different ways. So don't get it twisted. If you think I'm just done with kids, you, you haven't seen. If you think I'm done with kids, done with education, done with teaching, done with, you know, the educational system, you, you are sorely mistaken. Stay tuned. Like I said, I'm not I'm not showing all my cards yet. <laughs> so in this episode and in every episode, if this re- if this message has resonated with you, share it, please share it. Um, I know this is one of our longer ones. We're trying to we've been trying to keep it short. But like I said, it's had to be longer. Um, please share this message. I think this is something that that everybody needs to hear, not just in terms of the scope of teaching, but in community. So, Pops, I'm gonna let you wrap up, man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And as always, you know, we try and stay positive. You know, try stay positive, keep and keep living and loving life, no matter what. You know, keep living and loving life because that's part of life. You know, change is always a part of life, whether it's you know mm-hmm. little changes or big changes. You're going to change in some way every day or you learn something new every day. That's that's a change also. You know, so stay positive. Keep living and loving life. Keep it pimping. Positive influence. Motivating my people. And let's, let's keep it pimping, people. All right? Yeah. Stay pimping. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>